And he has authority over everything, everywhere. That changes the way we live in this world, doesn't it? Because even when something goes totally wrong, we say, Lord, I have no clue what you're up to, but all authority is yours. So God, whatever you're doing, I would like you to fix it, but do what you're doing. And what happens by faith is we learn how to live differently in a crazy world because all authority has been given to Jesus. Most of us don't know much about the tensile strength of buildings, but we're glad that those that do build our homes and businesses do. In today's message, Pastor Daniel reveals that trusting that God has authority over everything can give you peace even when you don't understand what's going on. This knowledge will allow you to continue to press on in the direction he's leading because you can be assured that he's in control of all things. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in the book of Acts chapter 1 as he continues his message, The Foundation of Evangelism. amazing reality is that Jesus who never sinned became our sin and us who have never been fully right will be God's righteousness in Christ. That's the provision of Jesus. And that is why when Jesus was on the cross, he said what? It's finished. He knew that on the cross, the reason everything went dark was that God placed upon Jesus all of the punishment that was deserving for all the sins that have ever been committed. And Jesus crucified that sin in his own body. That's why Jesus is so important. That's why Jesus is unlike anybody else. I know people today, and some of you maybe want to say, well, Jesus is just another prophet. No, he's not. Why? Because only one person was sent to take away the sins of the world. Only Jesus. There's all sorts of teachers, but only one Savior And that is why we believe in the uniqueness and the necessity of Jesus. Because God loves humanity, but humanity has a problem that's been broken by sin. And God's way to fix this is the provision of Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's the good news. That God is amazing, he's perfect, and he's loving. Humans have got serious problems, and God has sent Jesus. Now you say, okay, so that's three Ps. What else we got to talk about? Well, listen. God's story didn't end at the cross and the empty tomb of Jesus, didn't it? No. What happens next? Of course, we got the power of the Holy Spirit, my friends. See, we can't talk about the foundation of evangelism unless we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Because all the way through Jesus' ministry, Jesus would say things like, you know what, it's good that I go away. Can you imagine the disciples being like, what? What you talking about, Jesus? It's good that you go away. I mean, you're you're Jesus. I mean, could you imagine if Jesus was here right now? He's like, listen, I'm going away. It's good that I'm going away. You'd be like, "Uh, please don't go. Please don't go. Only five of you know 80s music. I'm praying for you guys. But Jesus said, it's good that I go away. Why? Because I'm going to send my helper, the Holy Spirit. Do you remember what it says in Acts chapter 1? When Jesus said to his disciples, listen, I want you to stay here in Jerusalem. 
I want you to wait until the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and then you will be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. See, even though the disciples walked with Jesus for three years and they saw all this stuff and they beheld his glory, he said, listen, before you guys go do anything, I want you to wait until the power of my spirit comes upon you and then you'll be my witnesses. People all the time, they argue about what the Holy Spirit is all about. Jesus tells us the Holy Spirit empowers us to be his witnesses in the world. Unfortunately, we live in a day and age where people try and be the witnesses of Christ without the power of the Holy Spirit, which I'm here to tell you, it's impossible. Because God knows that we need to be indwelt by the very same power. See, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is so that we can shine forth the light of Jesus into the world. That's why At least once a month, we have opportunities where we say, have you never received the power of the Holy Spirit? If you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, we want you to come forward and be prayed for. Why? Because we need the power of the Holy Spirit. It is the only way. And people, you know, you get people who, they love Jesus, but they're like, I don't like this baptism of the Holy Spirit stuff. The only people who don't like it are people who never experienced it. It's kind of when someone says, I don't like a Twinkie. I'm like, well, you've never eaten one. I had someone say that, someone just said it recently, those things are gross. I'm like, you're gross. They're, they're Twinkie, that's angel's food. Like God made that stuff. In heaven, there's going to be Twinkies everywhere and no one's going to get sick. But when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon a person, all of a sudden now you are his witness. And that word witness in the Greek from Acts chapter 1 verse 6, it literally means that you will be my martyr. Now you're like, what? See, the idea of being a martyr is someone who is a witness. Now, we think of a martyr of somebody who gives up their life for the gospel. But guess what? When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you give up your life for Jesus. Because when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, our self-styled life gets dissolved in the abundant life of Jesus. See, you don't want to be the person who you would be naturally. You want to be the person who Jesus recreated you to be. And the only way to be the person that Jesus recreated you to be is to be recreated by Jesus and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So the whole ministry of the Holy Spirit is so that we would shine forth the light of Jesus into the world. And Jesus tells us in John 14 and John 16, things that like the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to take of what is Jesus and point it out into the world, which is what evangelism is. Evangelism is the running forth of the person and work of Jesus because of the love of God to fix the problem of humanity. And that's why we need the power of the Holy Spirit because God is looking for a people who is full of the Spirit to be able to declare to the world that Jesus is real. So we get the person of God, right? We get the problem of humanity. We get the provision of Jesus. We get the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, the final P for this evening. This is the purpose of the church. This is the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is to be the witness of who Jesus is into the world. Now, I want you to turn with me to the very last verses of the Gospel of Matthew. So Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. 
And this is what is commonly called the Great Commission. Now, many Bible scholars would tell you that really it's the Great Recommission because God's Great Commission was actually to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, where he's... He tells them, I'm going to bless you and you're going to be a blessing to all the world and I want you to leave your father and mother and I want you to go into a place. That that was the original sending. But now at the end of Matthew's gospel, after Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he says these words, picking up in Matthew 28, verse 18. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Now, I want you to notice, first, Jesus tells them, all authority has been given to me everywhere. Now, think about that for a second. When it talks about shining the light of Jesus into the world, When Jesus says something like, all authority has been given to me, you know what all authority means? You guys are so good. You must have a great pastor. (laughs) Jesus, right? Amen. We trust his word. So what that means is that Jesus has power and authority over everything, over terrorists and rogue governments, over biological warfare, and over every earthquake and every bit of pestilence. Every struggle they have, Jesus has authority over all of it. That's an awesome reality, isn't it? That's who Jesus, he's God. And he has authority over everything, everywhere. That changes the way we live in this world, doesn't it? Because even when something goes totally wrong, we say, Lord, I have no clue what you're up to, but all authority is yours. So God, whatever you're doing, I would like you to fix it, but do what you're doing. And what happens by faith is we learn how to live differently in a crazy world because all authority has been given to Jesus. Even behind what seems to make no sense, the authority of Jesus is at play. So it begins with all authority. And then we get these marching orders. Notice, there are four main verbs here in verses 19 and the first half of 20. Notice it says, go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, that's the second one, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them to observe all the things I've commanded you. So you have going, making disciples, baptizing, and teaching. Now, scholars, and if you study the Greek language, which I know all of you do, you're all reading your Bible in the Greek New Testament, what you will find is that one of these verbs is an imperative, which is, it's a, it's a statement of command, and then three of these other verbs are what they would call subordinate clauses, which the one imperative is the most important, and these three things, they undergird that. So what do you think the imperative is? Go, right? Wrong. But we all, listen, we would all say go, because it's the first one. And we don't really know what imperatives and subordinate clauses are anyway, so the first one we'll take, right? That's what everyone, I do the same thing. I, I'm not knocking you. That's just the way we are. We don't really know, so we say go. It's not. You, you know what the, the imperative is? Make disciples. So what it, what it means is all authority has been given to Jesus so that you and I make disciples, and we make disciples by going, baptizing, and teaching. That's powerful. Because that's the purpose of the church. Jesus is like, I have authority over everything, and I want you to go make disciples, and you do it by going, by baptizing, and by teaching. Now, what does making a disciple actually mean? A disciple in Jesus' culture, was somebody who learned from somebody else. 
See, the goal and the purpose of the church is to connect people to be disciples of Jesus. Listen, you don't want to make people be a disciple of you. And we definitely don't want people to be a disciple of Daniel Fusco. We don't want to make them be disciples of Crossroads. At its best, you and me and Crossroads connects people to Jesus. Because we want to be disciples of Jesus. We want to be learners of Jesus. I'll never forget when I met my pastor, Pastor John Henry Corcoran. I said, Pastor John Henry, will you disciple me? He said, no. I said, what? You're a pastor. He's like, how about this? How about me and you sit at the feet of Jesus together and we'll figure out what he's up to? He's deep. Because he's like, Daniel, I don't, I'm fallen humanity. What do I got going for me? I'm a knucklehead. But I know the Savior. So let's sit at the feet of the Savior together. See, we want to connect. The purpose of the church is to connect people that they might be learners of Jesus. And how do we do that? We do it by going. You know what you're always doing? Going. Everywhere that we are, our purpose is to be making disciples. So when you go to school, guess what you're supposed to be doing? Making disciples. When you go to your job, what are you supposed to be doing? Making disciples. They even pay you to be a missionary there. It's so cool. And they keep you there for a crazy amount of hours all so that you can make disciples. When was the last time you thought about your job that way? Hoo-hoo. Yeah, like I always like to tell people, you don't, maybe don't need a new job. You just need a new you at your job. When you're in the grocery store, what are you supposed to be doing there? Buying Twinkies. Wrong. <laughs> you're supposed to be making disciples. When your car breaks down on the side of the road, what are you supposed to be doing? Making disciples. Everywhere you are going, you're supposed to be making disciples. When you go visit your family for the holidays, what are you supposed to be doing? Making disciples. We're always going. And because we're always going, we're always connecting, meeting people. When you go onto the computer to do social media, what should you be doing? Making disciples. When was the last time you thought about everything you did as this is God's opportunity for me to make disciples? To connect people with Jesus. This is, what, this is the purpose of the church. So we do it by going. We do it by baptizing. And guess what? If you've never followed Jesus into the waters of baptism, you know what we're doing this Sunday after second service? We're dunking some sinners. We're burying some old life. And I, lo- I always have fun. Like, every time we do a baptism... Every other month, we get to baptize 30, 40, 50 people here at Crossroads. And I think for many of you, you've never followed Jesus into the waters of baptism. But because all authority has been given to Jesus, one of the ways that we make disciples is by going and by baptizing them. And there's so many examples of this. The classic one, of course, in the book of Acts is the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip. Do you remember that story? This eunuch from Ethiopia, he was, a, he was interested in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But according to the law, because he was a eunuch, he wasn't even allowed to worship in Jerusalem. But he went anyway. And we find that this eunuch is leaving, and he's reading the prophet Isaiah. And the Holy Spirit puts Philip there and says, I want you to go talk to the guy in that chariot. And the guy's reading, and he's like, do you understand what you're reading? The guy's like, no, who could understand? He's like, I'll explain it to you. And Philip, because he was going... He was, he was walking in the spirit. He gets to tell this guy, and this guy's like, well, there's water right there. Why can't I be baptized? And Philip's like, let's do it. Now, it's amazing. This is somebody who is excluded from the religious system of the day who Jesus wants to redeem. See, this, this is why it's good news. 
Because religious people say, you can't be saved. You've made too many mistakes. You got a rap sheet. You did this, you did it. You swindled all these people. You spent time in jail. You're just a horrible person. You can't be saved. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'll save anybody. Anybody who will believe, I will forgive. My grace is that extravagant. And when someone believes, you don't get baptized to be saved. You get baptized because you're saved. Why? Because if Jesus is willing to identify with us, then we want to tell the world, if he's with me, then I'm definitely with him. I always say, if Jesus wants me on his team, I definitely want to be on his team. And baptism is an outward expression of what God has done inwardly. And so I can't wait to see a lot of you in the waters of baptism this weekend. Maybe there's someone who, who you know comes across, they haven't been followed Jesus in the waters of baptism. This weekend, it's a time for you to be baptized. It's one of the ways that we go about making disciples. And then, of course, look at this. In verse 20, the third subordinate clause. We had going, we had baptizing, and then we have what? Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. There's the necessity of teaching. And notice, it's not teaching information. It's teaching people how to live. Teaching them to observe all the things that I've commanded you. This is so important. You notice here across us, we love to teach the Bible, but in application. What does it mean at street level where we live? You know why we do that? Because the purpose of the church is to make disciples. And one of the ways we do this, teaching people to observe the things that Jesus talks about. We don't just want to believe it. See, that's what I love about Jesus. Jesus doesn't say, love your enemies, but doesn't ask us to actually do it. He says, love your enemies, and he wants us to love our enemies. He says, I want you to forgive people. And he says, I really want you to do that. And for me, that's a, it's a good moment to encourage all of us to be simply obedient kind of people. In what area of your life is there a teaching of Jesus that you know that right now you're not observing? Something that Jesus talks about that you haven't put legs on it yet. My friends, when you know what to do and you do it not, that is sin. That's what the Bible says. So maybe right now you are living with someone who is not your spouse and you know you're supposed to marry them, so marry them. Maybe there's some area of your life that is not in conformity to Jesus. You want to observe the things that he has commanded. See, it's real easy to hear this stuff and just like, oh yeah, that's cool, that's cool. But I love the fact that Jesus puts it at our doorstep and asks us to simply respond to him. Isn't that what? So we talk about here all the time, that we're simply responding to Jesus. Now I realize someone said to me once, well, simply responding to Jesus isn't so simple. I'm like, you're right, but you're wrong. Because it actually is easy to simply respond to Jesus. Me and my kids, we do this all the time. Remember I told you they're the little rebels? I'll say, don't do that. And I'll say, oh, it's so hard not to. I'm like, well, it's actually be harder if you do the wrong thing. It's a choice. It's a choice that each one of us makes. And guess what? God has given you the responsibility to make those choices. He didn't make us a robot. He invites us to make a decision. Because every journey begins with a decision. If you want to go on vacation for Christmas, it begins with a decision. I'm going to go on vacation. And you figure out where you're going and how you're getting there and all that stuff. But it always begins with a decision. Every journey begins with a decision to start a journey. But in the same way, maybe you've already put your faith and trust in Jesus. But you realize that there are certain things going on in your world that you are not observing the things that Jesus has taught. 
the things that the Bible has taught. And at that one, I want to encourage you to make a decision to change. That's a knob on our side of the wall. I remember when I first came to know Jesus. Many of you, I've told this before. I had been smoking pot like most people eat meals for decades at that point. Maybe about a decade. I don't want to exaggerate. (laughs) And I remember I started walking with Jesus and I started getting really convicted about my drug use. And I'll never forget it because like, the conviction of the Spirit was upon me, but I was so in the habit of doing this. And I remember I talked to the pastor of the church I was going to about this, and he said, well, Daniel, we need, you just need to read Romans 6, 7, 8 and ask God to change your heart. Such a gracious way to do it. And he just said, can I pray for you? He put his hand on my shoulder. He said, Lord, you know Daniel. You know what, what you're doing in his life. Will you change his heart? But God didn't make me flush drugs down the toilet. God didn't make me call the people I buy drugs from and say, look, are we friends? Yeah. Do you really care about me? Yeah. Well, if I call you for drugs, will you hang up on me? Those are things that I had to do. Because God invites me, just like he invites you, to make decisions for your own life. But you know what's beautiful? When you make the decision to simply respond to Jesus, when you make the decision to say, God, I want to live out the reality of what your word says. And with my own decisions, I have some responsibility to this. That changes everything. But remember, he said, all authority has been given to me, right? He says, make disciples. You do it by going, by baptizing, by teaching. And then he says, and lo, at the end of verse 20 of Matthew 20, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Talk about a promise in the midst of this. What? Jesus says, all authority is mine, and I'm always going to be present for you. So as we've laid a foundation for what the telling of the good news is, that God's personality, the problem of humanity, the provision, the very reason Jesus came, why God has given us his Holy Spirit and the empowering of the Spirit to be his witnesses, and that it's the very purpose of the church. And as I know for many of you, you say to yourself, this sounds scary. When Jesus says, I'm always going to be with you, God's presence transforms every scary moment into the most beautiful place in the world. Jesus is Thanks for sticking with us today as we studied the foundations of evangelism. Pastor Daniel unpacked the purpose of the church, specifically as it related to sharing God's love with the world. He said that all believers are called to be witnesses of God's great love and His rescue plan. You were reminded that God has authority over all things so you can be confident in Him as He sends you out to help people connect to Jesus. If you've enjoyed Pastor Daniel's teaching today on Jesus is Real Radio, we'd like to invite you to join us at Crossroads Community Church for our Sunday services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., or 12 p.m. If you can't come in person, you can still be part of our vital congregation by tuning in to our live stream. Find out more at CrossroadsChurch.net. That's CrossroadsChurch.net. Hi, friends. Pastor Daniel here. 
I'd love for you to be part of the Crossroads Community Church family, but I understand some of our listeners can't make it to the actual church building. If that's you, come join us online. We live stream our Sunday morning services at crossroadschurch.net. So grab a cup of coffee and join us wherever you are for our time of worship and teaching. Make sure to tune in again as Pastor Daniel will share about the function of evangelism. Daniel will propose that sharing the message that Jesus is real is intended to be the avenue God uses to comprehensively heal all people everywhere. You'll learn that this global call to heal the nations always starts on a local level with the people right around you and eventually grows to touch individuals around the world. There's more to come from Pastor Daniel's series called The Gift. Please glance at the clock right now and make plans to join us again for another edition of Jesus is Real Radio.